Hello and welcome to Poetry in Aldborough's 2021 podcast series. Script, Shape and Image, The Poem and the Page was recorded on Sunday the 7th of November during our online festival via Zoom. We hope you enjoy it. Over to our host, Patricia Debney. I'm Patricia Debney and welcome very much to Script, Shape and Image, our three o'clock one, the poem and the page. We're absolutely delighted to welcome Shash Trevitt, Joe Morris-Dixon, Lisa Kelly, Harry Mann and Andre Rousset. Rousset, sorry, Andre. With Arjuna Gunath, Gunurothne, very sorry. I actually did this, you know, my dress rehearsal went well, as they say. So, um, who is our wonderful resident artist? Um, and he'll be here showing some of his responses to their work, which we're super excited about. So first on the wonderful rota today is Shash Trevet. Shash Trevet is a poet and translator of Tamil poetry into English. She is a winner of a Northern Writers Award and her pamphlet, From a Borrowed Land, was published by Smith Doorstop this last year. She is currently co-editing with Vijan U'u Ravanitharan and Seni Senaviratne, an anthology of Tamil, English and Sinhala poetry from Sri Lanka and its diaspora communities. Shash is a 2021 Visible Communities Translator in Residence at the National Centre for Writing. She is a 2021 Ledbury critic and a board member of Modern Poetry in Translation. What wonderful, wonderful things. Shash, such a pleasure to have you here. There you go. Please welcome. I'm mute. Thank you, Patricia. And um, thank you very much, Aubra Poetry Festival, for inviting me. Um, to take part in this amazing panel, um, which I'm hoping to learn a lot from. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Arjuna's um, artwork as well, which is so exciting. Um, so I am a Tamil from Sri Lanka and I uh, write poetry normally of trauma and warfare. Um, and being included in this panel has given me the chance to share poems I wouldn't normally share um, to do with form. Um, so I'm doubly indebted to um, Aldborough Poetry Festival. Um, so the first poem I'm going to share, I'm just going to share my screen as I speak. Um, I hope everyone can see that, okay. Um, it, it was written in 2016 um, as um, a response to the Dubs Amendment, which was, um, um, rejected by parliament and that was the amendment to allow unaccompanied child refugees to enter the UK, a specific number of refugee, uh, refugee children to enter the UK. It was around the same time as the Brexit um, referendum as well and I had a real feeling that the country was lifting up the hems of its skirt and locking up the frills of its borders. I had been translating a poem by um, a Tamil poet Vinodhani which was about childhood and um, I was so upset by what had happened, I, I had to write this poem. So it's um, every single name of the MP who rejected the bill um, has gone into making up the word no and the border on top of it. So I shall, if everybody can see that, okay, I'll read it. No, they said as mobilized children endure alone on Europe's dung heaps. They have hung up their toys, their drums and their harps. They have nothing left to sing in this new land. Meanwhile, faith, hope and charity lie chained and debased on Albion's shore. Um, the next poem I'm going to read, uh, is a long poem, so that, this is going to be the last poem I read. Um, always behind me, I feel the shadow and the weight of the Tamil language, which is a language I have a um, very complicated relationship with. Um, I would love to allow Tamil and English to occupy the same space, a sort of polyglot space within my poetry. And this next poem is my attempt to try and do that. 
this poem was written in the style of classical Tamil poetry, um, which is from around 2000 BC. Um, this poetry is very formulaic. It's laid out a certain way on the page and the content is also very prescribed. Uh, classical Tamil poetry is set in one or more of five different landscapes and each of the landscapes has its own flora and fauna. They don't interchange, they don't migrate to each other. They're very set and rigid. Um, and there were two types of um, poetry written, uh, sort of public heroic poetry or the private intimate poetry of lovers. I've, I've um, written about lovers and this poem follows the rules of Acham poetry, the poetics of Acham poetry. And it's a poem about the interior landscape of relationships, but the interior mirrors the exterior and you can place the path of a relationship based on the landscapes that the poem um, evokes. So, Blue Lotus Flowers. One, what she says. Why do you ask me when he will come? He is like the man from the tall hills, his face hidden by rain clouds. The blue of his sapphires glint only in the darkness. And he comes and goes at will, like a waterfall crashing down the mountainside. My tears fall like petals and wet the plains at his feet. Two, what she says. I look to the blue hills and wait for his return. His beauty, like the blooms of the tiger claw tree, is bright and scarlet in the darkness. He is gone like a heron once fed flies to another sky. My tears run like waves on a salty shore. Three, what she says. As the morning dew wets the pla green plains, he came to me. As beautiful as a peacock on the hillside, as strong as a bull elephant swaying among the young grass, bright as the green parrot skimming the mango tree, he called to me. My honey rose and flowed. The bees made soft music as he drank his fill. For what she says. In the forest where the sparrow hen pecks at the cassia roots, he watched like a stag, warned of a stranger's approach. He was strong and wide like a river. The ploughman harvested by his shore and Indran rained flowers, strewing the ground like a bridal bower. That was then. Now I wait for him, trembling for his touch, and my tears water the laurel tree. Five, what she says. The sun has parched my tears, my bangles slip from my wrist. Their shards cut my feet, dotting the floor like the dried kungamum on my brow line for he has gone to the wasteland, like a lone hen eagle searching from the branches of the Portia tree. The midday sun burns his feet as he stalks, a petulant tiger denied its kill. And here by my waterless well, bandits threaten my laurel tree. I have nothing to offer them. A lizard skittles over the cactus of my heart. Six, what she says. Here by the side of the royal pool I wait, but he does not come. He is like the man from the cold shore, scuttling like a crab to another's bower. The cool waters invite me, there are no herons feeding at my feet. The bull elephant has defiled the watering hole. 
The blue lotus flower opens its starry petals and offers a pillow for my head. The waters rise, washing the salt from my eyes. Thank you. Gosh, shush, thank you. Absolutely gorgeous, just gorgeous. So vivid um, and precise and yet, oh, you know, ancient and modern simultaneously somehow, just very beautiful. Um, thank you so much. Um, next, we're delighted to have Joe Morris Dixon with us here. Um, jo Morris Dixon grew up in Birmingham and now lives in London. Her poetry has been published in Oxford Poetry, the Poetry Review, Poetry Wales, Ambit, and the Signal House edition. She was longlisted for the 2015 Plough Poetry Prize and the 2019 and 2020 National Poetry Competition. I Told You Everything is her debut pamphlet, published by Verve Poetry Press this year. We're thrilled to welcome Jo Morris-Dixon. I'm just gonna share my screen now. Can everyone see that? So here's um, my front cover for my um, debut poetry pamphlet, I Told You Everything, out now with Verve Poetry Press. Um, I'm showing you also because um, I also like to paint as well. So this is one of um, the pictures that I've done uh, which I feel really represents a lot of what I, uh, I suppose, a lot of my themes in my pamphlet, which deal with um, very, I think, difficult uh, coming-of-age themes, um, often left unexplored, even in therapy rooms, I think. So here's my book, I'm just showing it um, in the video as well. So I'll, so for the next 10 minutes or so, I'll read um, a section of my poems and also show you some of my art pieces, which I feel really at, um, well, which have really either helped me write the poem or have or work as a kind of response to the poem as well. Helpline. You phoned the helpline at 1400 hours. The croissant you had bought in the morning, now cold in your bag. The shop assistant wondered about you in your ski jacket on such a sunny day. You phoned the helpline at 1500 hours. The dishwasher was full of bacteria growing on utensils. The girl who punched you at school was laughing, but stopped for a moment to bite her nails. You phoned the helpline at 1600 hours. The tap in the kitchen had been dripping in a way which made you think about music. The lifeguard in your local pool was looking for you to check that you weren't holding your breath. You phoned the helpline at 1700 hours. Your period pad was wet and heavy. The teacher who told you off for going into the girls' toilets was shouting at her daughter for not liking her prom dress. You phoned the helpline at 1800 hours. The voice which answered waited for you to speak before asking if you were in a safe space. The man who had hurt you opened his beer with his teeth because there was no one to tell him not to. So I just thought to speak a little bit about how my poem Helpline looks on the page. Um, just one thing really is that uh, in, each, in each stanza, um, I've, really, I've really made sure, so this is very intentional, um, the line break um, between 14 and 100. Um, this is obviously to represent not just the time being two o'clock, but also uh, the age as well. So. Um, I guess there's a double meaning there. So 14 years old, two o'clock, 1500 hours, three o'clock in 15 years. Um, anyway, just thought to say that. Um, and then this is one of my pictures called Letting the Light In. And I'm gonna read another poem. Period pad. Torn open to see what lies under the first layer watercolour, crimson lake, cotton wool, summer fruit red, even in winter. I was always curious under the shower head, watching the blood clots, remembering what my best friend told me as a matter of urgency, as the boys at school were learning about wet dreams 
we were passing around pads. Um, so this poem is a concrete poem and it's made to look like a period pad. Cats, ashes. Today, my sister passed me the only urn we have kept in our house and cried, asking me whether I felt closer to our dead family rescue cat or further away, given that Jack was never a cat but the ones you can find on YouTube who like to fit into small spaces. So I suppose a, a very small, small poem, but a massive subject matter dealing with the grief of a, a family pet. Here's another one of my pictures um, called Feeling More Than Blue. It's uh, drawn in Byro. Airbnb. There is nothing on the table. The fluorescent lights are slowly brightening. You should shut the door, but the key is still in the lock. You can't reach the itch on your back. You drink cold tea with your fists clenched. The toilet has a sink on top of it. The bath is dirty white and it's deep. You will need a long time to work out how to turn the heater on. There are close-ups of skyscrapers on the wall. The ceiling would still be too low if it, if it were painted cream. On the way to the Airbnb, you imagine a swimming pool, two white cats staring at one another. You've forgotten to pack your vibrator. It's been too long since you last had sex. You don't shut the curtains and have dreams about things being open. You floss your teeth, spit with one eye closed, make sure there's less blood than before. You think you should take your red poppy off. You sit on the metro and ride the blue line. There's someone crying. You move to sit next to them. Tie your laces tighter. You try to snap your SIM card. No one is looking. You book a train ticket, which will frame Mount Fuji in its left side windows. Girl Guides. We met on a Girl Guides trip. She texted first, which caused me to check my phone in French class at school, a different school to the one she was at, which had a pool, but wasn't private. She told me to focus on the sound of leaves crunching under my shoes whenever I felt sad, and that the dress code for her 14th birthday party was red, which meant I expected her to invite me. So when she posted photos of herself and her friends with Smirnoff ice on MySpace that night, I hid my red turtleneck jumper down the side of my bed and dreamt about her saying sorry and kissing me in a way which made me wake up shocked to see that she had texted to say, my friend told me you like me, is it true? Here's another one of my pictures. Um, so I like to use uh, gosh, gosh. Um, this one's called flight. Again, it's a, of a therapy room. And really I was painting a lot of therapy rooms and a lot of these poems were written um, during the pandemic. Um, and it was a time where um, therapy rooms really, well, still, well, still is a time where therapy rooms aren't really open. Um, and uh, the therapy um, I was, yeah, the, the therapy I had was all online. So, so I guess there was the loss there of not having the therapy room which made me think that let's try and paint it instead. Silence. The last time I carried the blue choir benches was one of the first times I felt myself in a way which made me remember that time in spring when I realized Graham was Father Christmas. And even though I loved her, she would die soon. So I stayed awake on Christmas Eve and saw Graham turn into a memory that I'll always think about when asked in therapy how it feels to sit in a silence which I used to call prayer. This one's called That Sinking Feeling. All my pictures are mainly done on A3. Well, yeah, all the ones I've shown you are done on A3. This is the title poem, 6 p.m. I told you I didn't feel myself. 
I told you as we walked past the meat counter to choose cat food for cats with problems like ours. I told you my friend has a therapist who listens to them at 6 p.m. every Tuesday. I told you I was more than sad when you found me in bed still on a Friday after school. I told you every time I told you how much I hated it when you cooked without salt. I told you everything. So a little bit about this, uh, just brief, um, is that how it looks on the page, I suppose. Um, it's intentionally very long like that. I did, I did spend a long time thinking about how, you know, how, how to write this, whether it should just be one block, um, but I settled on um, a very long, thin poem um, because I thought it really reflected how, when trying to talk about difficult things and maybe asking for help, um, it sometimes comes out in very short sentences. Um, so I've kept it kind of, I'm not explaining this very well, but I've tried, I've tried, to, I've tried to represent that on, on the page and um, how often, yeah, it, you might not say much. So each line is, is very short. And it, but it goes on and on and on. Um, and actually in my book, um, it spreads out across two pages. And I have a couple of poems um, that take on that form. This is uh, the last picture I'll show you today. It's called Untitled. And then two more poems, if I have time. Um, the Prospective House Buyers. The Prospective House Buyers looked at your unmade bed an unintentional homage to Tracy Emin. They didn't know that the police had spoken to you whilst you were under your duvet, so your mum couldn't hear her, you from her attic, where she lay in bed even when the skies were baby blue. They didn't know that you'd already written elegies in preparation for when everyone dies. They didn't know that most nights you listened to your sister's breathing, a minor achievement to stay alive and keep dreaming. My final poem is going to be called, well, it's called Bleach. And I have, yeah, this is a form which actually I've really enjoyed using, um, using the, uh, the slashes. Bleach. You remember sitting in your grandparents' kitchen, cold floor, dirty because of their old age lethargy. You can't picture what your little sister was wearing, but she trusted you. Upper lip smile, drinking household bleach. Utterly harmless, if only she had passed it on to her imaginary friend. You remember sitting in your grandparents' kitchen, everything wet and loud, colourful in a bad way. Just before you arrived at the hospital, your only sister in a room with a fire exit sign to keep her safe lying contorted on a bumpy bed, a toy from the Rice Krispies box in your hand. It was her turn to have it. You thought it might make her smile, a terrible consolation. You remember sitting in your grandparents' kitchen, listening to your sister stop laughing. You tried shouting, but the grown-ups were having fun. Finally, you left your sister, hoping her imaginary friend would look after her. You remember sitting in your grandparents' kitchen, trying to focus on the ticking clock, waiting for your sister to get up. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And thanks for inviting me. Thank you, Joe. So many fragments fighting for space. Um, I want to make sure, I think Paul already said this, could you make sure, are your images on Instagram? Are they, where can people find out? Will you put them in the blog? Maybe put them in the chat where people can find out more about your images. Um, so wonderful to see them together as well. So thank you so much for that. Um, where are we? Oh, okay. So Arjuna, are you there? Yield. Yeah. So it must be somewhere. Super duper. Okay. Let me just read a little bit about you. Yeah. Um, and then we can see a couple of images, which would be great. Yeah. Okay, so Arjuna's our uh, resident artist, and we're just, uh, we've been so thrilled to have him. He's produced some stunning work, which you can already see on social media, but he's going to show us um, a few specific things today. Arjuna Ganath, I've done it again. Gunarathne, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, is a visual artist. His forte is miniature painting, which is fascinating, a genre he was exposed to as a student at Beacon House National University in Pakistan. 
Born in Sri Lanka, Arjuna has studied the ancient mural paintings of South Asia and successfully marries the Eastern and Western traditions to present unique works focusing on political, social, and personal experience. Featured in the A to Z of Conflict, which was published by Raking Leaves in 2016, his works have also been exhibited at the Museum of Ethnology, Austria, and the fourth Dhaka Art Summit in Bangladesh. We're so pleased to have you, Arjuna. What do Thank you have you. for us? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your introduction. Uh, yeah, I'm going to show some images. So. Uh, this is the uh, image I made for the uh, blue lotus flowers. Uh, actually, the uh, when I realized it, you know, poetry is uh, 2,000 years old. And these uh, subject matters and all uh, feelings and uh, women behind uh, things are the even modern day also, uh, I think, affected uh, in Asian women, I think. That's what I try to create in the modern uh, image, <laughs> uh, men's, <laughs> including to that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that, that's that's for the Sasha. That's gorgeous. I'm just gonna yes, Shasha's um clapping your hands here. Shasha, <laughs> you can unmute if you want to say anything, or not if you don't. In response, that um that this image of the blue lotus flowers of her alone, you just <laughs> captured that. It's. It's that bubble of water and loneliness <laughs> and despair. It's amazing. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> nice to meet oh. you, Yeah. Well, you probably know more of the um, the 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 flora than <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, left, I left Sri Lanka when I was thirteen, and okay, yeah, I, I left uh, when I'm twenty nine. I came to UK two thousand five. Right. And. Uh, since that, uh, I work in here, uh, different places like a supermarket and all kind of places. Then I joined the Royal Drawing School and uh, again learn something different style and all kind of uh, twenty five years different experience. I using to making uh, the art so That's amazing so beautiful <laughs> thank you. so beautiful thank you so much thank, thank you josh thank you thanks arjuna you happy to move on yeah the silence yeah. this is a uh, poetry it's uh, i really it's it's very long feeling and sadness this is what i i, I feel uh, so memory all kind of imagine whatever i i get from the poem and as a, i use in like uh, uh, very illustrated way to i want to give like long into that image Mm. I really love that. I think it's really, really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Mm. Yeah. That's and, and I feel yeah. like, in a way, it looks a bit like, um, you know, <laughs> uh, music, sheet music, the bars. It reminds me of, of, of that, all the, the different lines and thinking about the poem, um, <laughs> the choir benches. Um, yeah. 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 Something quite musical about how you painted it. It's really, 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 really lovely. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's lovely. <laughs> thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's it uh, for these. Yeah. Uh, I think that I think back to you now. <laughs> Okay, no, that's all good. I was just thinking it's just absolutely also what's so interesting for me, um, anyway, just looking at this is the way that the natural world, if you like, has sort of shifted so different from the first set we looked at, has yeah. sort of shifted to almost obscure the sort of 
human here. And I think that's so interesting in a reflection of Joe's work. It's such a, it, it does reflect a shift into <laughs> the kind of vivid and what's seen yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> They're really, really interesting, but that's wonderful, Arjuna. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, this is very exciting. So we'll probably be doing a bit of a little bit of juggling as we go along. We we started pretty much on time, but we may run a little bit over. I hope everybody's prepared for that. Um, we're all everybody's being very good and we're keeping an eye on time, but it, it could be that we're looking at another five and maybe 10 minutes over. But we'll try and just press on. I don't want anybody set to be cut. Um, OK, next we have Lisa, Lisa Kelly. Are you there, Lisa? Yes, you must be there somewhere. Yes, there you are. Um, Lisa Kelly has a has single sided deafness. She is also half Danish. Her first collection, A Map Toward Fluency, was published by Carcanet in 2019 and shortlisted for the 2021 Michael Murphy Memorial Prize. Her pamphlets are from the IKEA, from the IKEA back catalogue, published with New Walk Editions, Philip Levine's Good Ear. Stonewood Press and Bloodhound with Hearing Eye. She is co-chair of Magma Poetry and Learning BSL. She is currently co-editing What Meets the Eye, an anthology of poetry and short fiction by UK deaf, deaf and hard of hearing workers for Arachne Press. Lisa, we're delighted to have you. Take it away. Thank you so much, Patricia. And um, it was just in incredible listening to the poetry from Shash and Joe, a really real honor. I'm very privileged to share, share the space with you and to, to see Arjuna's um, fantastic images. Can't wait to, to hear more and see more. Um, so yeah, my, my, um, I'm gonna be reading from this collection, which is my latest pamphlet from the IKEA back catalog. And I'm not an artist uh, like Joe or Arjuna, but I, I very much admire art and, try and sort of do something on the page which um, tends towards the 4D in some way. Um, partly because of my deafness, I'm very much attracted to, to visuals. I think they, they, they make a strong impact on me. Um, and with this particular project, I was um, following my daughter around Ikea and she is an incredible artist, uh, a visual artist. And she was doing a project on Scandinavian furniture and rather than just be some sort of like passive follower who, who was just ferrying her back, back and forth, up and down the North Circular, um, I decided, well, I don't know, it ended up making an impression on me, all these different uh, rooms that you go into, the way you're over-directed in Ikea, uh, their use of marketing speak, um, and, and the way they sort of co-opted Swedish language into into their products, and many of them are sort of based on the names of, you know, boys' names or, or lakes in Sweden or, or uh, flora and fauna and that sort of thing. Um, so I wanted to try and sort of wrestle the language back from IKEA and the corporate world and its lack of sustainability, that very sort of disposable culture in IKEA, and sort of free the language from the marketing mold and, and see what sometimes these names suggested the stories that they alluded to from often from um, mythology as well as sort of playing with the marketing speak and some of the descriptions of the product so there's a little bit of a mishmash within the poems which um, I'm going to share now um, just so just to be aware of that it's a little bit of a, a mix-up but if I can screen share here we go Yeah. Right, I hope you can see that. So the, um, the first poem, um, make sure I can scroll down as well. Yeah, so this sort of plays with the myth about Echo Narcissus and Echo who annoyed Hera because um, she was having an affair with Zeus. And also with some of the uh, products which you can see in block capitals and down the side, uh, again, you know, with deafness, there's a lot of repetition, but I'm having fun with that and playing with the repetition, which picks up on the last words and, and the, a new word that they, they suggest or, or one of the syllables suggests. 
Echo resembles the bed in the cavernous bedroom. Is there a game more challenging than wrestling with Allen wrenches? Chess. Let my bloodied knees not stain this old wooden floor that is splintered red. I do not wish to do anything more on the pocket sprung mattress than lie, lie. My potted plant Narcissus cyclaminius for 75p will sit on the sill, ill. Shall I buy the Lungsund bedroom mirror to see my reflection? Shun. What else can I do but strive for a soft landing on a sturdy bed frame? Aim. What will be the outcome if I paint the walls in Zeus white gloss? Loss. Self-assembly instructions are so frustrating. Could anyone be angrier? Hera. I will hang eyeball curtains with red birds on branches and imagine birdsong. Song. I love back and bedside table to remind me the Swedish word for leaf is love. Love. scrolling swiftly on uh this yeah this next poem if anybody is aware of um that terrible line that every actress has to eventually confront in the seagull is the title of the poem i think it, it, it either quickly descends into something extremely ridiculous or something incredibly powerful or moving depending on the skills of the actress but the other two players in this particular script are products based on um names of uh you know greek um from greek mythology you can we'll see who they are when they introduce themselves with their own particular um speech i am a seagull no no that is not what i meant to say nina in the seagull by anton chekhov admiti I am not wedded to the idea of being here for mere support. True, my natural colour is modest, but these hook and loop fasteners to keep me in my place can be undone. My sister can bear the yoke of marriage. I am a companion of Persephone. I am the unbroken. I am a chair pad. No, no, that is not what I meant to say. Norna, like fate, I have two sides, good and bad. I determine destiny. Some say I teach men to take the rough with the smooth, but it is misguided to believe I can be turned over and have two sides for even wear. I have height, I have depth, I have weight. I am a chair pad. No, no. That is not what I meant to say. So this next poem, I didn't want to be um, particularly judgmental because I can't afford to be because I've got plenty of Ikea stuff in my own home. And the last count was two Billy bookcases. Um, but I mean, I suppose they're supposed to be disposable, but they, they end up lingering around, although you can always see them on free cycle. Somebody's got a Billy bookcase, you go and pick it up for free, drive it away. Um, but I was also thinking about the idea of these disposable books, um, you know, that you often see at airports, you know, how, how to become a, 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 a boss in, of the most amazing company in five easy steps or, or, or whatever, you know, a Latin lover in, in ten, a guide, um, five top tips I mean, and these self-help manuals so the, the the shape of the the um on the page is meant to look like a, a a sort of bog standard billy bookshelf you can get them you know you, you can sort of customize it but um and also i did quite a lot of research on on bully bookcases it is ikea's most popular product 
Billy brings with self-help manuals. Having it all, our Billy bookcase system does it all. Don't sweat the small stuff, the power of humility, the magic of thinking big. Billy can be as small and humble or big and proud as you want it to be. Once upon a time, I wanted to be an inspirational notebook to help you find your passions and talent. Once upon a time, a little bookcase became a beloved classic around the world, staying grounded in shifting sand. Billy never lost touch with its origins. It's still a great bookcase. Adaptability, how to survive change you didn't ask for. Now more customizable and used in many more ways. Clone yourself, how to overcome bottleneck leadership in 90 days and reclaim your freedom as every three seconds another Billy rolls off the production line as every three seconds another Billy rolls off the production line. Every three seconds, another Billy rolls off the. So one thing I noticed when I was accompanying my daughter in these um, rooms that are meant to sort of um, inspire you to be a particular lifestyle, I think often, you know, the muso, the music person or the, the book lover amongst us. But if you looked at the bookcases, I, I, I haven't got this pen there, but all the books were the same title because it looked nice. You know, they could fit them all. <laughs> they didn't have anything sort of spilling out like most of us do, but they all had, yes, all very strange titles that they were all exactly the same in their wardrobes. All their clothes are exactly the, the same outfit. Um, but one thing, I mean, this, this is really a fan poem because people don't like to be over-directed or be made to feel that they are just um, a little sort of corpuscle in the pumping veins of Ikea. So this was an act of sabotage I found in one of the kitchens and the title explains exactly how I found it. And I did go back um, some months later, unfortunately being taken down. So I'm sure they go around policing these areas and, and, make, and stripping back any 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 sign of um, rebellion. But th this poem in a way is um, a reaching as, as, as from, from the redaction to um, an eco poem. But otherwise the text was exactly as this, this and I, I, I've often wondered who did it. It was, it was quite secretive, but I, I managed to find it. So I was pleased with that. Text found pinned to a court board above a desk in an Ikea office showroom and redacted this day a life. It was the day that three-year-old Raoul Eck disappeared in, turned her head for a few seconds and when she looked back was gone. Then to anxiety. Wild thoughts swelled through. The three of them spread out calling and searching. Raoul was hidden, found hidden under the leafy branches in the forest. Hug it like a giant teddy bear. An ordinary day in June, and yet not. The oil spill in the southern Baltic following a collision between two ships. And the weather, exceptionally beautiful. Sometimes history is in the small, modest incidents, such as a runaway three-year-old, the clarinetist playing in his basement, or maybe a dog creeping under the covers to snuggle up to its sleeping mistress. In the beginning was the word, perhaps. In a hundred years, researchers will be studying these pages, so colourful, so diverse, so restless, so prosperous, so fond of the sun, dogs, water, bingo, cows, and a little granola flavoured. It bubbles like a geezer when kids play around a red mattress at the lightning bug, sun on the steel frames of five shopping trolleys, bargain outlets of Ullareds, pamphlets or political reports. So what can be the value of 24,000 pictures distilled down to 235? A cipher. The answer is in the lives of a people. And a couple more poems. So this poem was a particularly ugly mirror. You could just about see with a little in the, your left nostril, if you look carefully in the center is where the mirror was and otherwise it was um, 
yeah, well, it will explain what it is. But I try to sort of recreate as much as I could the mirror on the page. And duck in Swedish means dab or sprinkle. A dab of your life held up not to spoil the least tiny bit of you in the picture holder. A dab of your life slotted into a black metal coil. The least tiny bit of you not to grow older. Mini mirror in the middle, a beady eye. I've just got one more poem to read and it's very short and um, a little bit of a, a homage. There's been plenty of these, but it's my Ikea homage to William Carlos Williams. This is just to say, I have a put on the plumbing that were in the Energisk side-by-side -side stainless steel refrigerator and which you were probably saving for frucos. Forgive me, they were delicious. So soot and so cal. Thank you for Brilliant. listening. That was really, really enjoyable, Lisa. Really enjoyable. I mean, I just, in, not in 10,000 years would I have thought about sort of Ikea products and Greek mythology or something. I mean, it's just this incredible kind of intersection. But it's interesting how we're hearing so much about, you know, um, different kinds of language and intersections and different registers at intersections. And this, there's a lot of that happening across the board today, which is really, really fascinating. Um, what fascinating work. Um, deceptively light, actually, but incisive, which is really um, exciting. So, okay, thank you for that. Um, the next um, sort of reading we have is actually from two people in collaboration, Harry Mann and Andre Rousset. I'll just read you a little bit about each. Andre, I'm ahead of myself thinking, oh boy, there is a whole lot in here that I won't know how to get on with in terms of pronunciation, but I will give it my best shot. So first, Harry Mann. Harry Mann is a 2021 Northern Writers Award recipient. Additionally, he's won the UNESCO Bridges of Struga Award and was a winner of 2018's Poem of the North, supported by Northern Poetry Library and the Poetry Books Society. His second pamphlet, Finders Keepers, illustrated by the artist Sophie Gainsley, was shortlisted for the Ted Hughes Award for New Work in Poetry. His latest pamphlet, Utoya Thereafter, from Hercules Editions, was co-written with Norwegian poet Andre Rousset and is published by Flamme Forlag in Norway. So, wow, it's fascinating. I'm <coughs> looking forward to this. So, Andre Rousset, was born in 1981 in Molde, Norway. He is a poet, radio host, literary critic, and translator. Rousset has recently translated Sharon Olds's Odes into Norwegian. Wow. His previous books of poetry include Rebenes Vingishven. Yes. Is that close enough? Kim's That's very good. That's very good. Thank you. <laughs> That's very good. Sorry. Pro Projectil. Esket og Savnet. Yes. No, oh my gosh, there are loads. Norike, also by Flamme Forleg, and Det, a translation of the late Inger Christiansen's V for Pax. T for Pax, probably. He has been awarded a Bjornsson Scholarship in 2005 and the prestigious Bookkeeper Scholarship in 2015. He also represented Norway at Poetry Parnassus in London 2012. So please join me in welcoming Harry Mann and Andre Rousset. Thank you so much. Thanks very much, everybody. Give me one second. Uh, so we've been working together for the past four and a half years on um, a series of elegies um, for those who died in um, Oslo and on Utia Island in, uh, on the 22nd of July, 2011. Um, and so sort of the nature of the of the poems are is that they are all um, the poems after the victims from um, the attack on Utah in the shape of faces and 
in the case of Oslo, we made a, a, a large um, uh, a poem which is mapped to um, the distribution of matter in the universe um, according to this W map satellite image. So these are um, so this is um, the sequence we'll be reading from uh, this afternoon for you. Yeah, <clears throat> can you all hear me? Very good. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to read um, this first poem in Norwegian. Um, this is one of the face poems, uh, and um, the idea of this poem is it's uh, basically put in butterflies um, uh, that are um, red listed in this area, and they are replaced with the victims in this uh, poem. So I'll just start. And Enslig fiolett gulvinge flimrer mellom tærne. To dvergsnelle spinnere flyter på vannet. En springfrødråpemåler lander på en marukåpe. Tre almepraktmålere sitter gjemt bak en stein. En bjørkespinner styrter langs en klippevegg. Hagtorn, sommerfugler og høsthalsspinnere virvler sammen med kystdvergmålere som drypper på en enslig klippeblå vinge. En taiga-spinner hekter seg fast i en svart fleksmygge. Konvallroteter og kystmeremålere. Okerdvergmålere og ostertredrepere. Lavbarkmålere og lakrismjeltblå vinger. En bloddråpesvermer bærer en dråpe blod. Uh, I'll just read the uh, translation. A lone violet copper flickers between trees. Two triangle moths, miniature, struggle on the water. Joining a footprint, a geometer moth on the open ground. Three clouded magpies crowd the hiding place behind a rock. A small agar moth slips along a cliff face. A black veined white, a butterfly, an oak lute strings dive and dip along the coast with pug moths that drop below a single checkered blue. A tiger forest moth gets entangled with a northern checkered skipper, a swift moth, an agallium carpet moth, ochre carpets and a Bruce's chocolate tip, a speckled beauty and a revidence blue. Meanwhile, a burnet moth, a ribbon of blood, travels from flower to flower. Um, a lot of um, those uh, who um, survived the attack talked about the times they'd spent around the fire um, with guitars singing. Um, and there were so many um, instances of, the, of these stories of, the, of singing songs around, around the fire. It's kind of um, the nature of UTI Island itself is uh, every year there's a sort of summer, summer festival um, which takes the form of a, a, a camp for the, for the Labour Party, for the Labour Party youth. So it's sort of somewhere you go um, almost between kind of school and, and, and university, it's where, where teenagers gather and they kind of bring their rucksacks and, uh, and their tents and camp and, 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 and engage in political discussion uh, during the day uh, and then during the night, yeah, um, sit around the fire. As I push the door, the hollow of your guitar, newly sewn with a spider's web, chimes a broken chord. Someday the sun will absorb the earth. Grief like music, possesses us. I run a finger over the surfaces both of us have touched, your heights on the door, the neck of your guitar, your songs in this room now rest as snow at the window. Jeg er toppen av en bølge. Jeg er det hvite skumme på bølgetoppene gjennom verden. 
Jeg er det røde huset som høres ut som en konkylie hver gang vinden drar gjennom. Jeg er vinden. Jeg er vannmolekylen. Av og til danser rundt. Jeg er verdenshavene før de forsvinner. Jeg er lys, blå, gul og grønn. Jeg springer lekk når øyene lukker seg. Jeg er gråluset som sprekker. En blekk sprut arm ut i ingenting. Noen kort levde dråpe med regn. Jeg er en bølge mot stein, berg, knaus og spaberg. En adresse hjem. I am the tip of a wave. I am the white foam that crests the waves of the world. I am the red house that sounds like a cowrie shell whenever the wind cuts through its shape. I am the wind. I am molecules of water. Sometimes I am dancing. I am the world's oceans before they recede. I am light, blue, yellow, and green. When the island is boarded up, I leak. I am the gray light that peels back. An octopus arm that stretches into nothing. Some short-lived drops of rain. I am a wave against stone. Berg, Knaus, and Svarabok. An address. I'm... So just going to read a, a couple more. Søkkevåk. Genser. Prøv å ligge stille. Regndråper, dugg, knust, mobilskjerm, knust, brilleglass. Vi gjemmer oss bak en stein. Tre stykker. Vi hører hester, vi hører hester. Hestene løper i regnet, inne i skogen med hodet, pels, man. Noen har satt fyr på. Hestene brenner. Alt brenner ned. Alt brenner. Hestene løper. Alt brenner ned. Prøv å puste. Løp. Legg deg ned. Løp. Bare løp. Vi hører ingenting. Vi er tre stykker. Vi gjemmer oss bak en stein. In a drenched pullover, trying to lie still, flecks of rain dew a crushed mobile screen, crushed glasses. We hide behind a rock, the three of us, hearing horses. We hear horses, the horses screaming through the rain, the wood with heads, manes, flanks someone has set fire to. The horses burn, all on fire, all aflame. Horses pounding, each burning to the ground, trying to consider whether to breathe, to run, to stay down, to run, just run, when we can hear nothing but the sway of the trees in the rain, the three of us hiding behind a rock, burning horses thunder through the rain inside us. Um, and we're just going to read uh, one last poem. And in, and, and in this instance, um, Andrew was looking for a slightly uh, freer translation uh, to really sort of echo um, some of the rhythms in uh, Norwegian in, in, in English or in, in Bokmal, which is a sort of written Norwegian as opposed to spoken Norwegian. Um, and to sort of replicate that in some in some fashion in English. So this is sort of almost, if you like, a kind of blend of our voices in, in, in this last poem. Ankel. Nakkevirvel for nakkevirvel. Nordlys. Ryggsøyle med stjerne. Øyne og ører, løv, lunge, løvetann, blåklokker, hvitveis. Horninne til hvitveis. Trommeiner. Adamsepple. Epple, tre, smør, blomst, fjell, fjol, kjeve. Bekke, blomst. Blåveis, vannlilje, reve, bjeller, hestov, kløver, krokus, rød, kløver, hårbunn, blåbæling, snøklokker i svelge.
skjeve fjellfjolfingre, en eng av snøklokker på skuldrene, rød kløverenga i korsryggen, Mari Kåpe, samle dråpene, dugge, morgen dugg dråpene, samlet øyne, liljekonvallene i kneskålene, nøkkeroser, neilebånd, hjørnetenner, kaprifolier, myrfjol, tusenfryd, nøkkeroser, revebjellene, ringer og ringer, Snøklokkeklang, myrbomull i ørene, tulipan, multe, tyttebæling, krekling, ospeløv syd sammen med øremusling, lytter, blåveis, øye, stigbøyle, bølge, tre, sjø, urte, blomst, sopp, røtter. Greened buttercup, marigold, goosefoot, anemone, greened by the nordless, the faces of spirits form in cliffs of light, like the outblown breath of the earth as the earth renames the dead, hepatica, water lily, ladies' mantle, inhaling canines, cuticles, acorns, marsh, as we breathe in and we breathe out, the arctic yellow violets, the reddening of crowberries, the eardrums, the foxgloves, as we breathe in and the earth breathes out, berg, tre, shur, urte, bilberries, dandelions, crick, as we drop in and we sound out crevasses together, the forests together, together the sea, to gather the flowers, to become the weather, a system of mosses and fungus and crocus and clover, and we breathe out and we take in our names, our faces, our places and names, and become these places, our faces, the names, the names of places, the places we are, Lufthansa, Lufthansa, Lilia, Blaweiss, each spine, each star, both rib and root, leaf and lung. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Just astonishing work, really. What an afternoon. Um, thank you so much. Um, I want to have very long conversations with all of you about how these pieces come into being, but we can't. But gosh, I'd love to do that. Really amazing, moving work. Thank you. Um, we're going to finish off um, this afternoon and thank you for your patience in running a little bit late. Um, I do think it's worth it, however. Um, we've got Arjuna once again to respond to the two preceding um, poets. So Arjuna, shall I just hand over to you for a couple of minutes? Thanks. I got the information from the poem, Direk, uh, and when I separate a poem and image, I can make it more story to the image, which is uh, very interesting to work with that poem. I'm, I'm really uh, happy to what I done for the poem. Actually, the, uh, I can uh, make a lot of image further to that image, actually. The, that's, that's really... Uh, happy to do that, actually. Yeah. Lisa, did you want to have a little response? I'm, I'm, I think that's, I'm stunned. It's incredible. It's so, it's so beautiful and um, <laughs> really, you. you know, with, with the figure and, and the face kind of like looking reflective and looking both <laughs> ways as well, to sort of the ideas about the mirror and sort of self-reflection yeah. and, mm. and then the the, uh, the the character kind of like perhaps like a god or a spirit guide it, mm. give it in the the poem you know sort yeah. of another dimension for me uh, i think mm. it, and it's really really incredible thank you so much um, thank you so much uh, <laughs> thank oh, what a lovely thing to say oh wow and i don't Actually, the, when I receive this uh, text, I read in uh, several times and read and go to pick kids and then I'm shopping, then I read and, the, and sleep sometime. This is amazing. That's beautiful. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah.
And is the next one as well, Arjuna? Oh my goodness. Three o'clock morning, because I'm very much into that uh, words and feelings. Uh, so this is what my mind signaled to create. Love that. This is what your mind signaled to create, yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Arjuna. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really astonishing work. And um, I'm seeing lots going through the chat sort of saying, oh, gosh, you know, this is amazing work. Please don't leave this uh, meeting, Arjuna, without taking a look at that um, feedback on there, because not everybody's had a chance to respond. Um, I know that we're hoping to be able to find out more information. I mean, you do have a website and various things like that. And I'm not sure what's ultimately gonna happen with these images. And there are a lot more that Arjun has made over the course of thing, but they are pretty astonishing. And um, what a pleasure it is to have them. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. So um, <laughs> of course, I mean, what a special afternoon as well. Um, we are late, so I, I will just wrap up now. Um, I want to thank um, Shash Trevitt, Joe Morris-Dixon, Lisa Kelly, Harry Mann and Andre Rousset, along with Arjuna for really an astonishing, lively set of intersections between so many types of languages, all leading us to places um, that poetry and art can. So thank you. Um, do come back at five um, and then the finale at seven. So gosh, the weekends whiz by. I hope to see all of you again. Thank you so much.